right, it's day 35 on our 40-day tour through the Gospel of John. We're up to John 18, verses 1 to 14, so let's get our Bibles open. This is the series finale of the Gospel of John, so let's go. If you watch a binge-worthy TV series that's well-directed, well-written, well-acted, faithful viewers of that series get rewarded with the series finale. John's Gospel is the Word of God through the pen of John. So well-written, yes, check, absolutely. John's Gospel is so carefully crafted, inspired by the Holy Spirit. Verse 1 of the series finale, the opening scene says, Jesus crossed the Kidron Valley. The Kidron Valley is in between on one hillside, the holy city of Jerusalem, and the other hillside is the Mount of Olives. But Jesus is walking through the Kidron Valley as this series finale begins. Even though I walk through the deepest, darkest valley, the shadow of death, the famous psalm declares. And Jesus knew that psalm. He knew he was moving through the valley of the shadow of death, and he was doing so willingly. So it appears as the series finale begins that our hero, Jesus, is about to get crushed, that he's going to be completely defeated and destroyed. Look closer. And you will remember and discover what John is going to continually point us to, that Jesus is in control every step of the way. And he has been sent into this world to turn this upside down world right side up. There is life as the world sees it and reality as the world perceives it. And then there is life in the world as it actually is, as it was created by the creator to be. It is the darkness of this world versus the light of heaven. Who do you really think is going to win that fight? And whose side are you on? That's what John's gospel wants to know. You're invited into this story, not just to read about it. So along comes Judas, and it seems that he has all the power. He shows up with the temple guards, and they're backed up by a contingent of Roman soldiers, the Bible says in John 18. And so Jesus asks them, he says, Zeteo. Zeteo is the original Greek word here in John 18 for looking or seeking. Who are you looking for? Who are you zeteoing? Zeteo has two meanings in the original Greek. It's a physical looking, like if I'm looking or seeking zeteoing my lost car keys. But zeteo also has a spiritual connotation to it. Literally, it means looking for God, looking for satisfied souls. Are you looking for God, Jesus says, calmly? It seems from the world's perspective that he's about to be defeated, but he's in control every step of the way. Are you looking for God? Because if you are, they say, well, no, we're looking for Jesus of Nazareth. And he says, ego me, ego I me am. I am. He said the same thing in John 8, verse 58, to the religious leaders when he said, before your hero Abraham ever existed, I am. I am is the name God gave to Moses in the burning bush when he called Moses to set his God's people free from slavery to the freedom of a new life in a promised land. So pack, put this back together as we're written into the story. What are you looking for? Zeteo, Jesus wants to know. Are you looking for God? Are you looking for a satisfied soul? If you are, I am the one and the only one who can give it to you. What are you looking for, Judas, really? Are you looking for someone to betray Or are you really looking for God? I am he. So there's the the valley of the shadow of death. There's the olive trees. There's this symbolism of darkness and light. Judas and the soldiers show up under the cover of darkness, and they show up to take on the light of the world. John 8, verse 12, Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John 1, verse 5, 
The Bible says Jesus is this word of God who is the light of the world. The light shines. The light of Jesus shines into the darkness, and the darkness could never extinguish it, John 1.5 says. What good news that is for any of us who are up against darkness today. If that's you, remember who's on your side. Remember, even if it feels like the world is, is crushing you, you belong to Jesus Christ, and the darkness of this world cannot extinguish his light. See it the way it really is. The light of the world is yours. Victory is coming. Keep the faith. John is highlighting this and just shouting out this friendly reminder. Look, the way the world sees it is if somebody does you wrong, hold a grudge. Or if, if they really do you wrong, take revenge. Uh, lead with hatred. And Jesus says, let me turn that right side up for you. Instead of a grudge and revenge and hatred, offer forgiveness and grace and love. It's the ultimate power move, the counter move to the hatred and the darkness and the evil of this world. Stay with me and know that I'm with you, Jesus says. For, for the world's hatred, instead of giving into the temptation to flame your enemies on social media, praise the people who deserve it and be silent everywhere else. Speak a truth in love. Instead of fighting, turn the other cheek and, and make peace. Peter pulls out a sword when, when everything starts to fall apart as Jesus is being arrested and being betrayed by Peter's fellow disciple, Judas. And, and verse 10 says that he slashed off the right ear of Malchus, the high priest's slave. But Jesus said to Peter, let me turn that right side up for you, Peter. Put your sword back into its sheath. Only love has the power to overcome hatred. Only, only the light of God's love can overcome the darkness of this world's hatred. Who really has the power? Look closer as Jesus turns the world right side up for us and reminds us how the creator created us to be. The painting over my right shoulder was done by an accomplished artist named William Butler. He's a part of our church family here. <clears throat> Bill told me that when he painted this picture of Jesus, and I know most of you tune into this podcast uh, without video, so over my right shoulder is this painting of Jesus. But if you get up real close to it, all you see is splotches of color and squiggly lines. Well, those lines were painted by Billy said he just poured paint into a cup and he poured it out over the canvas and it ended up being Jesus. You can't make this stuff up. It's the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, of course, through a very gifted artist in Bill Butler's case with this painting of Jesus. But in John's gospel, it's God's word being poured out as this masterpiece, an outpouring of God's love for you. Look closer. Step back from the, from, from the things that the world sees up close. Step back and see things from an eternal perspective. Put, put your present challenges and temptations and sufferings in the perspective of eternity and see them for what they really are. There's the way we see things, and then there's the way they really are, the way God sees things. Jesus knew what was coming. He could have tried to talk Judas out of betraying him, but he didn't. Why didn't he do it? Do you ever wonder? Why didn't he fight back against Judas? Why didn't he join Peter and say, yeah, to everybody, take out your swords. Let's fight back. I'm going to get arrested here. I, I could be killed here. We got to fight. Why didn't he do it? It's because of you and me. It's because he loves us. It's because he's our champion who's come to fight. He's our hero, the hero of all heroes. There are so many heroes among us. The 
who, who act out in love, frontline healthcare workers in, in the middle of a pandemic who put their lives on the line so others can have a chance to live, heroic police officers who walk into a, a <clears throat> violent mass shooting in Boulder, Colorado in a grocery store, one in particular, who puts his life on the line, sacrifices his life so others have an opportunity to live, heroes. Jesus is doing that and more because he's, he's God. But don't miss this part. He's not doing it for innocent people. He's doing it for sinners. Jesus is laying down his life as a sacrifice for my sin, for your sin, for the sins of this world. Not because we've earned it or deserve it or because we're innocent. We're guilty. Now that's love. Now that's heroic. Why did Jesus do it? Because he loves you. Breathe in the power of that love the love that is at the heart of Jesus' mission in turning this world right side up. Start to see things the way they are, the way Jesus sees them in this series finale. Bask in the light and the glow of God's love for you, and then go out and share it with the world around you. This is our mission. We'll pick it up there tomorrow. Please like, review, and share on whatever platform you're using that helps us get the word out. And join us for weekend worship. You can go to lutheranchurchofhope.org to find out how. We'll see you there. Oh,